0: Has anyone ever said to you, gosh, the God of the Old Testament is so angry and vengeful? I wish they'd read the first reading this morning. Abraham was promised a son by his wife, Sarah, in Genesis chapters 12 and onward. But as time goes on, the son does not come. And Abraham is waiting, and God keeps on promising this is going to happen. God says, Abraham, through your own son, yours and Sarah's, I will bless all the nations of the world. So, Abraham and Sarah compromise. Sarah lets Abraham have a son with his domestic slave, Hagar, and that son is Ishmael. And then when Isaac finally does come along... Sarah is not too happy about having to split the property, split the inheritance with the son of the slave woman. And so Ishmael gets driven out. But in the wilderness, God finds Ishmael and Hagar and takes care of her. God is so merciful. Even when Abraham compromised with God's promise and tried to take it into his own hands, God was merciful with the consequences of that. And so God took care of them in the desert. And what does God say about Ishmael and his descendants? God says, Arise, lift up the boy and hold him by the hand, for I will make of him a great nation. How merciful of the Lord to endure and put up with the foibles of his people. It doesn't say that through Ishmael, all the nations of the world will be blessed. That will be through Isaac and Jacob and through Jesus Christ. The whole idea is that one day the tribe of Ishmael, the Ishmaelites, and their descendants would one day come back in to the one family that God has ordained. But God is so merciful in allowing these different frayed threads of history to be woven back together. I think we can apply this to a few different areas of our life that are really important to see the same principle at work of God's mercy dealing with the consequences of our sin and poor choices and providing a way for them to still be blessed in the end. I think first of all for example of people literally having children through things like in vitro fertilization or now surrogacy The church's moral teaching condemns these actions because they, they split and they fray the unity of marital love. They split the love of the husband and wife from the fertility and offspring that that love generates. It splits them in two. And yet how many people I know are so anxious and so... Constrained to want to have a child even when they struggle with infertility that they'll do almost anything. Many Catholic couples choosing in vitro fertilization even though it is clearly immoral. And yet when that child is born of course that's a beautiful child. Of course this is a gift of God. Of course we receive that life and love that little one. But nonetheless it doesn't change the weight of that action before but God will use that child and bless that child and bless that family, even though that is the choice they made at first. Secondly, I think of all the different Christian communities that are divided and frayed over the earth. From Jesus' one holy church, we have many, many different ecclesial communities, often with different beliefs, different practices. We're a mystical body that's wounded, and yet God does not withdraw His blessing from churches not in communion with the Catholic faith. He does not withdraw. Grace does not deny them baptism. does not deny them the Holy Spirit. And God's Spirit keeps on working to, again, one day reunite in one family of blessing, the one holy church. Thanks be to God for, for you here who work to bring Christian unity. But God doesn't withdraw all of his grace, even from those who might be distant from the center of the Catholic Church, might be distant from her wholeness of the faith, because God is merciful, even with our poor choices, even with our divisions. Finally, for ourselves, we can take away this principle of God's mercy that even when we do not listen to the voice of the Lord in our lives and we choose to go our own way, God is so merciful to us. We may have not heeded the voice of the Lord last month, a year ago, ten years ago, and we see how oh, I, I compromised. I was not faithful to the promise. I, I didn't wait for the true son like Abraham should have. I chose my own way. But now I've come back and with the Lord and even those choices I made that were not in God's, not in accord with God's will, God does not simply blot them out of history. He uses them against themselves to bring blessing. He even can bring blessing from our sins. He can bring good out of evil. How merciful is God to us. So today, brothers and sisters, let's ask for this grace to see how the mercy of the Lord can be present in so many ways. How his blessing is so much wider than we might extend to other people, our neighbor, or to ourselves. So while we strive to be faithful to the will of God each and every day to await his promise, let's praise him today for his mercy, that even when we have been divided or gone astray or not chosen the Lord's will for us, we know that by his grace and his grace only, he can bring these things back into unity and even bring about a greater good from the evil that we have done.